Hey guys, welcome to Wrestling Days and welcome to an excited Wrestling Days because we are going to talk all about this year's WWE SummerSlam and what a show it was. This was crazy. So we have got about 90 images to talk through, the whole show to go through. So we're going to have to jump to it because we need to uh, obviously go through a lot of things because a lot of things happened uh, at this show. So uh, let's start off, shall we, with the shots of the outside of Nissan Stadium. This thing looked amazing. Looks so good from the outside. This had a big show feel, but it looked even better when we saw inside. Look at the crowds inside. This thing looked absolutely incredible. This felt like WrestleMania. This felt like such a big show. Uh, it was so good. So exciting. And uh, we go over to CGI. We go over to our first match. It's going to be uh, obviously for the Raw Women's Championship. Becky against uh, Bianca. Now the reason why I've included the CGI is because some of it is really smart. We'll see some Usos CGI later that look great. But also I just thought it was noteworthy that the CGI is staying. Um, obviously this is the first premium live event without Vince. And so question everything. Question absolutely everything. Is that staying? Is the commentary table staying where it normally is? Are we getting CGI? Has anyone's kind of entrance themes changed? Uh, are people acting any different? Like, there's loads of stuff that we can question. And uh, the CGI was something I was interested if it was going to stick around. It has. Uh, we got it here for big time. And uh, there was big time, big time making a way out. Um, looking great. I don't know if this is based on anything, but I was definitely getting like fire vibes from it. So uh, she looked great as always. Very eye-catching. Then we got uh, EST, of course. She would get her own CGI. We've seen this before. I think it's great. I love how the text kind of scrolls around saying roughest, toughest, quickest. It's really, really cool. She would then come out. Uh, I think these are like local sports team colors for her ring gear. Um, but she looked great. I have seen her wearing better ring gear, if I'm being honest. But uh, this obviously means a lot to her because she is from Nashville. Uh, this is Nashville. So I think it's Nashville, isn't it? Is it Knox County, Nashville? It's kind of around the same area, isn't it? So this very much a hometown crowd uh, for Bianca. And uh, big, big smile on her face as she was making her way down. This one uh, had some good action, man. We see some good brawls, some good fighting. There you can see them in the timekeeper's area. Uh, as well as that, there was a KOD on the outside of the ring. Uh, we then got a manhandle slam inside the ring. Um, there was so much going on here. Little Easter egg for you. If you actually go to 14 minutes, 56 seconds, you can actually hear and see uh, Becky saying block this. She throws a shot and it gets blocked uh, by Bianca and you can actually hear and see her saying that. Um, it didn't really take away from the match or anything, but I would say there was a few little scratchy moments at the start. But uh, certainly as the match progressed, uh, it got better and better and better. And there's some really good stuff here, as we said. This manhandle slam it only resulted in a two. One thing Becky does very well is the shocked face. Look at that shocked face. Ah! So uh, she's very, very good at that. Very, very good at that. 
And that's a big part of wrestling. Selling, emotions, your facial expressions. All of that means just as much as the moves that you can do. So uh, she's very, very good at that. Um, there was uh, obviously a KOD, uh, which uh, put Becky away. And uh, there we go. One, two, three. Bianca Belair retains her championship. And uh, it was a, a big, big moment. Obviously, uh, it was kind of interesting what happened after, immediately after, because uh, we think this is a turn, a face turn. This looks like it feels like uh, a face turn. That would uh, seemingly be cemented in a moment. But uh, this was a really nice moment where uh, I think Becky went over, put a hand out. They end up embracing. Crowd responded really well to it. And what I love about this is they kind of lure you into a false sense of security because you're like, oh, that's nice. And you're like, that's a nice moment. They've given us a nice moment there. And you're not expecting another moment to drop, but another moment does drop. Before we get to that, though, this was 15 minutes, 10 seconds. I would score it around about a 3.75. I thought this was a really good opener. I thought it was really solid. I have seen them put on a better match, which would be their WrestleMania match. Um, but I thought that this kicked off the show very, very well. So, but uh, I mean, look, we can't, we can't avoid it any longer. She's back. She's back. Bailey's back. Bailey came back, and uh, it was brilliant. I mean, she was walking down, going, "You've missed me. You've all missed me." As soon as she, uh, cause it's a long walkway as well. As soon as she kind of got down and got round the corner, so you can see the ring. She saw like Bianca. She was like. Ding dong, like, hello. And uh, she was a lot of fun. She was a lot of fun. So uh, Bailey comes back, big moment. Crowd absolutely lapping it up. They were loving it. Can you imagine their reaction when this happened? Look at this Dakota Kai, who was let go from WWE, comes walking out. It was absolutely incredible. It was incredible. Uh, that she came out. And actually, I think on commentary, they were even questioning. They were like, does she even work here? Has she even got a contract? So uh, she came down. She wasn't alone. This wasn't over. Io Shirai. Io Shirai came out. Now, this is really crazy, right? Because the graphics say Io Shirai. You can actually see them on the screen in the background. Uh, she's even referred to on commentary as Io Shirai. That is her name in NXT. The only person that is referring to her as EO Sky is Corey Graves. Out of nowhere, Corey Graves just goes, oh my god, it's EO Sky? And it's like, what? What are you on about? But apparently that is now her name. So uh, there must have been a miscommunication, right? A uh, little miscommunication. You're going to get this. You haven't got Vince holding your hand anymore. So uh, a little miscommunication, and uh, which would be a good wrestler's name, miscommunication. But uh, there was, uh, and it seems like some people were calling her Io Shirai, old graphics. Corey was under the impression she had a new name and it was going to be Io Sky. So this was a little bit messy, but Io Sky is apparently her new name. A lot of people asking what you think about it. I like it. I ain't got a problem with it. I think it's fine. Sounds great. That's, you know what I mean? It's not Pete Dunne becoming Butch, is it? It's not Chad Gable becoming Shorty G. So I can uh, I can cope with it. So they came down. They got in the ring. 
Um, and look at this moment. Uh, Becky standing next to Bianca. Bianca was actually on her own because Becky had got out the ring. Becky jumps back in, stands by Bianca's side. So this kind of cements that face turn. I was looking at the group, the Bailey, Dakota, EO group. It's such a weird group. Like, I can understand why they're together. Because Bailey even said, you stupid idiots. You thought I'd be coming back on my own. Uh, she's like, I've gone and got the best. And what I love about this is Dakota was let go. EO is someone that's been in NXT for way too long. They they can definitely feel like they have been cheated by the system. Cheated by WWE and here's Bailey to save them. So I, I kind of, I understand why they're together, but the dynamic of it does look very strange. Like EO just always strikes me as someone that's a loner that should be on her own. She's just really strange. Do you know what I mean? Like she's got that kind of weird entrance music and she's kind of laughing her head off and throwing her head around. And she's, I don't know, I just don't really see her working in a faction. I'm super on board, though. I can't wait to see where this goes. And uh, definitely feels like Becky and Bianca might need a third person. Because uh, at the moment, we're building towards seemingly a six-woman tag. Um, so, I don't know. Look, so much to talk about with this. Obviously, we'll go through it on the watch-alongs. Love that Bailey is back. Love that EO has been called up. Love that Dakota Kai is still employed. Maybe just got a few doubts about this as a faction as to how it's going to work going forward. No name of what this group is, but I'm for it. I'm here for it. I'm all, I'm all for pushing stories forward, and this did that. Right, next, uh, we get uh, Miz making his way down. There is the Miz. Uh, he makes his way down with uh, Chompa and Maurice, all in green, looking fine pretty cool um and uh, i really like this actually so you might remember that logan's got that really rare pokemon card so the miz came down and he's got the one of a kind polaroid picture of him giving a school crushing finale to logan paul i kind of thought that was really fun i thought it was fun i thought it was clever uh i was i was really really into it logan looking great can i just say right i am not a fan of celebrity matches but um I am going to heap some praise on this because he looked great. That is a great look. It's a great jacket. It's um, he, he really has put the work in here. I'm, I'm going to surprise a few people with the praise that I'm going to be putting on this match, I think. But uh, there is quite a bit to praise about this match. Um, we get underway. There's lots to talk about. I've, I've chosen this uh, image, which might be a bit strange. But the reason why I've chosen this image is because... There was some really nice moments. I'm not, I don't care about Logan doing moonsaults, right? You can learn how to do moonsaults. In fact, you know, one of the first things they teach you when you like go to wrestling school, yeah, it's locking up, running the ropes, taking bumps, right? But one of the other things they teach you is hurricanranas. Like it actually gets taught to you relatively early. So when you're seeing people doing hurricanranas and head scissor takedowns and everything, it's, it's really basic stuff to be honest now. Because it just happens in so many matches. It's it's basically the new dropkick. It's basically the new clothesline. It's the modern clothesline. So um, seeing all that kind of stuff just doesn't do it for me. The reason why I chose this is because the Miz here delivers a double knees that is really impactful. Really impactful. When he actually hits it, you can really hear it. You can almost feel it. And on the outside, Chomper's like, that was awesome. And he was like really heaping praise on it. But what I like about this match, 
There's some real moments in here. Not forget the flashy stuff, right? I'm not interested in that. There's some real moments in here of intensity where the moves really are thrown. And uh, there's some really, really good stuff. One of the other things I like about this match, Logan Paul, I think he's very good, very agile, very athletic. But I think his cardio starts to let him down towards the end. And I think that he is actually legitimately gassed. I think he is like really blown up. But what's great is it adds to the drama of the match. Um, we can get to it. But um, basically, uh, the ref told Chomper he was going to have to go because he was starting to interfere. Um, he got a chair, put the chair down. He's like, I ain't going anywhere. Kind of stood up to the referee. AJ Styles came out. AJ Styles dealt with Tommaso Chomper. So this is really interesting. I don't quite know where this is going, but it feels like Miz and... Uh, Chomper against AJ and Logan. Definitely getting those vibes. So that's something that could be uh, coming further down the road. Um, and then, I mean, I had to include this. I, I think that this, I mean, look, I don't like the flashy, I don't care about the flashy moves, but I'm certainly not going to say someone is a great wrestler because they can do a moonsault, right? I'm not going to say someone's a great wrestler because they can do a destroyer, yeah? We saw Bad Bunny do a destroyer. Fun fact, not a great wrestler. But this was crisp, right? This was executed beautifully. It was shot beautifully. And actually getting from, you know, the, the ring to the commentary table and not only just making that distance, but actually delivering a, a frog splash of this standard. It was big. It was impactful. There was a lot to love about this. A lot to love about this. Score crushing finale in the ring gives Logan Paul the victory. And um, man, there's, there's so much to go through here. I, I feel like I don't like the fact that Logan wins. Let's get that out there, right? I'm not a fan of celebrity matches. I'm even less of a fan of the celebrities winning. The reason being, these wrestlers should be the best in the world. They are the greatest in the world, right? So celebrities coming in and just beating them. I mean, it doesn't do anything for them. It doesn't do anything for the image of wrestling, right? Because these are meant to be the best. I've said it so many times. When do you get celebrities competing at the Super Bowl? When do you get celebrities competing at Wimbledon? When do you get celebrities competing in the UFC? Like, if we want wrestling to be respected, we have to treat it as being a legit sport. We have to treat it as being something that's, you know, these are gods. Look at Roman. Look at Brock. Do you know what I mean? So, celebrities coming in and getting wins. So, I ain't down for that, right? So, I'm not a fan of this result. I'm not surprised by it, but I'm not a fan of it. But what I will say is he's signed a long-term deal. I do expect him to have more matches. He looks great. Look at his physique. He looks great. He showed loads of agility uh, in there as well. He, he delivered some nice-looking moves, which, as I said, I don't care about that, right? But his execution on them, I have to say, was good. Right. And uh, because he was blown up at the end and he was like, honestly, sucking in some air, he really did come across like the kind of the effects of the match were like affecting him. His selling was really good because I think he was really blown up. So uh, that's my point. Like I could really get into this. I could really get into this. I could really believe in this. And the crowd did as well. He got such a great reaction at the end of this. Such a great reaction. Goes 14 minutes 15. 
I actually think this is this is around a four-star area. I really do. I don't know if it's 375, same as the Open, or if it does get the four, but it's around that ballpark. I, I, I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it. And for me to say that about what is kind of a celebrity match, the one thing I'll say about Logan is he did go toe-to-toe -to -toe with Floyd Mayweather. He went, like, the distance there. He did do wrestling at high school. I do feel like he's got a decent kind of combat background. So maybe that's why the performance is, you know, of the standard that it's at. Because he's not just coming in as a singer. He's not just coming in as someone off the street. Like, he has actually been training boxing, striking, wrestling. You know, the, he has got that skill set. So, yeah, very good. Very, very good. And can I say what else is good? Flipping this. I love this. I love this. This was genuinely funny. This was genuinely funny. Maximum male models, right? I know there's loads of people that hate them. I think without Max Dupree, they're going to really struggle. Thankfully, he's still around. But this was genuinely funny. Rather than them just showing off for no purpose, and it's just like them being arrogant. Here, they were like doing it to sell water. And uh, it was really good. Like they were really dry and then they started like chucking it over themselves. But they were still trying to act all like models. I mean, I thought there was some really... I did watch this. I mean, they came across as so... They were trying to style it out. But they're obviously just like chucking water over themselves. And I really liked it. I really liked it. Max Dupree there trying to uh, sell pure life water. As I said, without him, without his promo skills, I think this struggles. But thankfully, he's still around. Next, we get uh, Theory. So we move on to our next match. This is match number three. Lots of boos. Uh, I really hate his music as well. Now that I can, uh, we do watch-alongs for Raw and SmackDown. So I uh, have to have the sound down. So I never quite hear, like, the theme songs. But um, now I've heard it, like, properly. Does my head in. So uh, there we go. Uh, theory making his way down. Bobby getting a really cool entrance. He didn't come out through the entrance where he was already halfway down the ramp on his little pedestal thing. And then, like, you know, when he puts his arms out, fireworks shooting. Really good. Uh, he got CGI as well, so I thought I would include that. Um, theory jumping him at the start, uh, which was uh, nice with the briefcase. Uh, he was going to have to do that because Bobby is so much stronger. Um, obviously, he's got like a Bellator MMA fight in background. It was hard to know how this was going to play out, but I felt confident that Bobby would get the win. But what I like about this is Theory jumps Bobby, gets a bit of success early. It starts turning against him. It's all going a little bit wrong. And so he decides to walk away. He decides to walk away. And I really like that. I like that he's trying to get out of this. I like the fact that he's like, nah, forget this. I don't need it. I'm going to cash in later. And uh, he goes to walk away. Of course, Bobby doesn't let him. Of course, Bobby doesn't let him. So they get into the ring. They exchange a few strikes back and forth. And then uh, literally in no time before, blink of an eye, which I really like, by the way, right? Hurt luck. Hurt luck. Really like it. Do you know why I like it? Because if you go into the ring with someone like Bobby Lashley, it, it might, it shouldn't take long. Bobby is such a destructive force that he needs wins like this. Not every match should take forever. Not every match needs to be 15 minutes long. Like, you are going to have matches that are going to be short. And actually, this show has a few. And I do like the variety. I like the fact that I don't know how long is this going to go for. 
Like, uh, it's not predictable. I don't know how long matches are going to go for anymore. Is it 15? Is it 10? Is it 20? Is it going to be 5? And this one actually clocked in at 4 minutes 42. Now, it's hard to score because even though I don't mind it, there's not a lot there to actually score. There's not a lot there to actually judge. But um, I am not against this match. I do not see this as a massive downer. I actually think it makes Bobby look quite strong. He's got a good win over Theory, who's credible, right? But Theory was all right because he's still got his briefcase. He's going to cash in later. So he was all right. So I don't, I don't hate this. I really, really don't hate this. Uh, so uh, Bobby gets the victory, stands uh, over uh, Theory, as you can see, uh, celebrate him. And um, I am probably going to give it about 2.5. But as I said, I feel like that might be a bit harsh because I feel like this did its job, served its purpose. So uh, there we go. Uh, stand in in uh, celebration. Next, we get Judgment Day. This was cool CGI. I feel like we've seen it before. Still cool CGI. Uh, look at that. You've got like a storm and you've got this hooded figure. It was absolutely great. And, and this group as well. I mean, look at this next image. That is sick. Look at that group. They look so good together. And I, I will say, there's a bit of a moan coming. I think the book in here sucks. I think it sucks. I think this is the wrong decision for how this match goes. Uh, outcome, uh, the Mysterios got the uh, nice uh, graphic, CGI graphic of Ray's mask. And uh, there are the Mysterios, Dominic and Ray, making their way down to the ring. They actually get off to a decent start. Decent start. But uh, eventually we get Dominic isolated. He's backed up in the corner. Thankfully, he does eventually make the uh, hot tag. And uh, Rey Mysterio comes in with a chair. Um, it's all legal. This is no DQ. So it's absolutely fine. So uh, he's got the chair. And um, things are looking all right. But uh, Rhea Ripley. Rhea Ripley gets involved. Uh, she uh, grabs the legs just as things are starting to really pick up steam for the Mysterios. Again, I'm not sure about that. I mean, I don't mind the Mysterios looking like they're about to win, but then they don't, right? I mean, if we've got to do that, fine. But I would much rather that the Judgment Day actually just got a really good convincing win. And um, that was not happening here, right? So not only could they not win anyway, um, but Rhea Ripley gets involved, of course, as soon as that happens, right? We get this moment. Well, this does make me laugh because this must mean that if this is... Right, we know this is Edge, by the way. Spoiler. But uh, we know this is Edge. But uh, was he, like, just whilst the match was happening, just, like, setting it all up? <laughs> I mean, I know there would have been people do it for him. But this is, like, he must have told them what he wanted. Right, I'd like some steps. When I do come out, I'd like some steps. And I'd like a little bit of fire, please, if I can. Right? And it's just kind of, like, it's not very spontaneous. Do you know what I mean? It's not like he just pops from underneath the ring or comes through the ring or runs through the crowds. Like, there was, like, a degree of setting this up, which I just think is pretty strange. But um, it was set up. I think it's the brood music that plays. I couldn't quite hear it, to be honest, as I was watching. But I think it's the brood music. Either way, there we go. Look at that. It is a brood version. This is not rated R, Edge. Loads of rumours doing the rounds that this was rated R, Edge. No. No. Love the people falling in the background as well. That imagery just looks really, really good. I think it's really, really, looks really good. Uh, he comes racing down. 
I think he delivers a kick to Damian Priest in the entranceway. In the ring, hits a spear on uh, Finn Balor, which looks really good. The only thing I would say at this point is he has been hurt, you know, kicked out of his own group. I would like to have seen him go a bit more mental. There's a bit here where he literally spears Finn, spears Damian Priest. They end up stumbling over to the ropes and they just get like double 619'd while he, uh, uh, Edge goes out the ring. I, I, want a, I want an Edge that is relentless, that is violent, that is out for himself, out for revenge. Like just, you know, like Ray should have been dragging him off of Finn kind of a thing. Instead, it was like, nah, there you go, lads. Go, there you go. I've put them, I've set them up for you. So, I don't know. The fact that Judgment Day don't win here, I think, is a problem. Like, I would much rather have seen them win, beat up the Mysterios, and then Edge comes down. That's what I would rather have seen. But, um, so that's a bit of a downer for me, if I'm being, uh, if I'm being truthful. It's, um, you know, it's, it's one of those. It's one of those. I, uh, I'm excited that Edge is back. Obviously, a lot of, uh, people disappointed there was no Bray. A lot of people wanted Bray to be uh, involved in this, but listen, you know, if Bray could still come back, but it just wasn't here. Uh, there was the uh, the pin by uh, Rey Mysterio, and uh, as we said, you know, we now move on. I think one of the other problems, just to finish on this, is that Judgment Day have not been built up as a great team. Like, it's not like they've been killing everyone and, oh, thank God, Edge is here now. Like, they've been pretty rubbish and they didn't win here. So, uh, the booking of this was strange. Uh, right, next match. Uh, again, not into celebrity matches. And so, this was never going to be up my street. Uh, Baron Corbin, Happy Corbin, makes his way down. Uh, there is a, a choir that sings as he makes his way down, singing uh, Bum Ass Corbin, which I believe is something that Pat's been uh, chanting at him. Uh, Pat comes out and, uh, I, I mean, that ring attire, man. You compare that to what Logan was wearing earlier. Logan looked great. Pat looks like he's just found something from, like, the charity bin out back. So, yeah, not not for me, this. Not for me at all. And, um, I mean, look, the only thing I'm going to say about this, right? AJ Styles, Dolph Ziggler, Asuka... Kevin Owens, Riddle Seth, Nakamura, Shotzi, Gunther, Alexa Bliss. They cannot get a match on this card, right? They can't get a match on this card. But for the second time this year, at a major pay-per-view, first one being WrestleMania, now here we are at SummerSlam, not only does Pat get a match, right? Not only does he get a match, his only matches so far, by the way, but he wins them as well. He wins, that he's beaten Theory, and now he's beaten Happy Corbin. This company could not bend over more backwards for him if it tried. It is doing anything and everything it can to keep this guy happy. Because he's got this massive show, he's got this massive following, right? They are doing everything they can. And uh, it's just not for me. I see straight through it. I see straight through it. So, uh, for me, this was a real low point. Um, the match clock's in at 10 minutes 40. 10 minutes 40? 10 minutes, double the Bobby Theory match. That's uh, 10 minutes 40. Next, we get uh, Drew making his way out. Um, this was weird, man, as well, because he talks about, oh, I can't wait for the main... He was, like, laying into the main event. Can't wait for the main event. First time ever, Roman against... Bro well, not first time. I mean, first time in Nashville... Well, I mean, you know, I mean, like, first time, what's your name, by the way? Colt. Colt. First time, in, first time Colt seeing it live. 
which we don't and we don't know if that's true by the way Colt might have been like it might have seen him at Wrestlemania or something might <laughs> But the crowd did start a cult chant, so uh, the guy in the front row kid uh, got his name chanted, so fair play. Obviously, uh, this is Drew just hyping up Clash at the castle in five weeks' time. Uh, it's going to be a big main event. It's going to be Drew against whoever won the main event in uh, SummerSlam, so he was just coming out, kind of building that up. Right, then we got the uh, cheerleaders for the Titans. They came out doing a little routine. Uh, that led to the Street Profits coming out. And, of course, uh, this means we're now into our next match. The uh, undisputed tag team titles uh, on the line. Usos made their way down. Here's the cool CGI. It's great, isn't it? That looks really cool. I think that looks really cool. So, uh, Usos. Uh, look at the size of that. It reminds me a lot of that skeleton that came over the top of the stand at some... Uh, no, WrestleMania. WrestleMania 37, was it? I remember this giant skeleton coming over a stand. It was so cool. Um, but, yeah, we got the Usos there. I thought that was great. I thought that was great. We might have seen it before. I can't remember, but I thought it was great. Um, Usos uh, take uh, a good lead. It's a bit of back and forth. This match is actually not bad. Not bad. I don't think it's anywhere near their Money in the Bank match. But it's it's really not bad. Usos uh, in a good position here. But obviously they wouldn't have it their own way all throughout. Uh, we do get uh, Ed Dawkins. Angelo Dawkins launching himself uh, over the top. Coming crashing down onto the Usos uh, on the outside. Um, we also get this moment where I think that's Jimmy. Jimmy or Jay. I'm not sure. But uh, he goes for a super kick. And uh, misses almost... Hits Jeff Jarrett. Jeff Jarrett catches his leg. And um, obviously a little bit of uh, kind of callback to what happened the other day. I think it was SmackDown, wasn't it? Where he did actually hit him. And so again, like, oh, what's that going to mean? Is Jeff going to turn on the Usos type thing? It, he didn't, in all fairness. He called it down the line. He was a great referee. He did a great job. But uh, what it did mean was that it just allowed the Street Profits a moment to get back into the match. They did. They took it. Uh, Montez hitting his frog splash. What I love about this, and this is great, right? Once again, he hits it, and he's like, ah. Oh. And I've said this before. It reminds me of Peter Griffin. You know, Peter Griffin is like, ah. Oh. Like every time he hits this frog splash, he always hurts himself more than the opponents. Well, the fact that he did that here cost him the match. It cost him the match because he could have got the win there, and he doesn't cover and get the pin. And uh, as a result, they do not go on to win. Um, here they are with the 1D, the Usos hit the 1D. They get the win. And look at that. Look how gutted the Street Profits are. I was watching this going, are they going to turn? Are they going to turn? Is Montez going to turn? Is Dawkins going to turn? Is someone going to turn? No one turned. No one turned. So, uh, But I did wonder if it would go that way. So uh, this one, uh, as we said, went for a little while. And uh, it went for 13 minutes 25. I score it about a 3.5, that kind of ballpark. Uh, it was uh, it was good. I mean, it had some really, really good moments in it. I don't think it got to the same levels as some of the other matches, but I still thought that it was good. Um, I just wanted to include this because all night they were showing, like, profile clips on people. We saw Kevin Owens. We saw Charlotte. There was a few, actually. I don't know if that was just something to do with the network. Maybe it was nothing to do with SummerSlam, but it did remind me a lot of NXT, where when you used to watch the old NXTs, they used to do, like, little profile videos on people that weren't on the show, and we were getting them here. And again, 
might be something, might be nothing, might be something they've done for a long, long time. But I just thought it was interesting that we were seeing Charlotte, we were seeing Kevin Owens. They weren't on the show, but it's like, don't forget about them. I mean, they served no purpose. They weren't saying that they're going to be on Raw or SmackDown. They served no purpose. But it was literally, don't forget about them. We've got these. Do you like these stars? We've got these ones as well. So uh, I kind of thought it was cool. I didn't think this was cool. I didn't think this was cool. Uh, Kid Rock in the front row with um, a partner. I don't know who she is, but very affectionate. Let's put it that way. He clearly has got very strong feelings for her. So uh, he provided the theme and uh, he was at ringside. Hall of Famer as well, which I'd forgotten. Um, he's in their Hall of Fame. Celebrity wing, of course. But uh, yeah, quite the moment. Uh, then we got Riddle coming out. This was really cool because Riddle came out, right? And I honestly thought what he was about to do was go, um, Randy's always told me to stand up for myself. He got into the ring and I thought he was going to call out management. I thought it was going to be like management, Triple H, if you're back there, you've told the world I'm injured and I'm not and you know I'm not. And I thought this was going to be like a pipe bomb. I thought he was going to call out management for kicking him off this show because he came through the crowd. Security were trying to stop him. And I was like, oh, my God, this is so good. But it wasn't. I mean, it was still good, but it wasn't what I thought. He got in the ring and he was like, Seth injured me. Get out here, Seth. Seth comes down. They brawl. Officials separate them, you know, on commentary. They're like, he's not cleared. He's not medically cleared and all this kind of stuff. But um, it, was, it, was, it was still good. It just wasn't quite what I thought it was going to be. Right, next match, Ronda Rousey making her way down. So it is the WWE SmackDown Women's Championship uh, that brought out uh, Liv, the champion, of course. She would make her way down. Uh, this one's going to divide opinion, right? But uh, we get underway. And uh, Ronda, can I just say, Liv does get some offense in. She gets like a Rings of Saturn and she gets a few other moves in. But it is it is fairly dominant for Ronda. She gets a couple of arm bars um, applied that uh, Liv has to get over to the ropes to try and break. She has to get over there a couple of times, actually. And um, can I just say, I'm going to give her some praise here. That is great selling. That is a great selling. Doctor saying, are you all right? Can you continue? And she's like, no, I want to continue. I'm fine. I'm fine. And all of this. But... She she's an emotional mess at the best of times. So when her back's up against it and she's in a fight in, you know, in the middle of fight, like that emotion really works to her advantage. So as I said, you know, when there's not much happening and she's like crying, uh, you're kind of like, oh, calm down. But when there is something to actually get upset about, she's really good in that position. She's really good, right? She's also really good in this position. Right there, look, because uh, Ronda had her shoulders down. Referee was counting them. You can see Liv's hand tapping on the top. She taps before the three counts. So um, Ronda is pinned. It's registered as Ronda losing, but uh, Liv does tap before that happens. Now, I, I don't like it because I think Ronda looks stupid, right? The, the, the ref is right next to you going, one. Two, yeah. At what point are you going to go, oh, I should probably get my shoulders up. I should probably get my shoulders up. One, two. Should I get my shoulder? I know that Liv has tapped. So in her mind, in her mind, well, that's it. The fight's over. But she knows the ref is here. She knows the ref's here. She, she I mean, look, look how close he is. So she consents. She knows that he's here. Maybe she thought that he had seen it and he was going to give her the win, whatever. 
This isn't the worst way that this match could have gone. Let's put it that way. It's not the worst way. I'm still not a massive fan of it because I think she should have at least got a shoulder up just to be safe. Do you know what I mean? She's a professional. She should have. If someone's counting and your shoulders are down, at least just get them up regardless of what's happening. So I do think it makes her look a little bit silly. but And, and equally, it doesn't do much for Liv because she did tap. She's a baby face that tapped. So really, the right thing for her to do is give Ronda the belt. If she's a baby face doing the right thing, I love this belt, but I have to be honest, I did tap. So I actually think the right thing to do now is for her to surrender the title. I think she should surrender it. I think she should uh, come out and say, I-, I want this more than anyone, but I cannot keep this belt because... You can see what I can see. I did tap. And really, you know, it is right that I surrender this belt. So, um, you know, where we go from there, like, I wouldn't say that Liv shouldn't have a chance to win it back, but where we go from there could be really interesting. But if Liv keeps it, I don't know what message that sends. You know, guys, believe in me. Like, you know, follow me, trust me, all this kind of stuff. But um, if you think I tapped, I absolutely didn't. I'm keeping the belt. (laughs) No one talk about the fact I tapped, yeah? Because I didn't. Um, I don't know. I don't know what message it sends. I'm really... I'm not going to judge this yet. I'm not going to judge it. I'm not crazy about it because I still think Ronda should have got her shoulders up. But I want to know what's next in this story. This is why I'm not hating it. Because I want to know what's next. What is next in this story? Um, I'll tell you what's next after that. She, uh, Ronda flipped. Ronda flipped. She got uh, living an arm bar, started uh, arm barring her and uh, turned heel. I mean, she attacked the baby face, turned heel. She wasn't satisfied at that. The ref got it as well. Yeah, the ref got it. So uh, she put the ref in the arm bar as well. Good for you. Good for you, Ronda. Good for you. So I'm really interested to know where this story is going. That's why I don't hate it. Um, I, uh, probably scored it about a 2.5, about a 2.5. For me, it was about the same as, um, uh, Bobby and Theory. Um, in fact, I would say this was, was better until the finish. I would say this was better, more emotion involved, but that finish definitely has made me go, huh? But again, where's it going to go? How's the story going to play? Let's just wait and see. Let's just wait and see. Uh, Kane came down and he announced the uh, the attendance as 48,449, right? And then he threw his hands down and Pyro went up. It was nice. Obviously, he's uh, local mayor, so it's a nice moment. Right, time for our main event. Main event and, oh man, the visuals in this are just absolutely flipping insane. So, Roman, there's his CGI. Roman comes down. There he is in the ring with uh, Paul Heyman. Of course, Brock would start coming down, change his mind, go back, and then drive down in a flipping tractor. Little did we know that this was going to play such a massive part in this uh, match. I actually did a video just about the fact he drove down in the tractor. And that, and that, there's not much room there, is there? Fair play to him for his driving skills. That could have gone, he could have wiped out half of the WWE universe. He doesn't. He keeps it on the straight and narrow. Fair play to him. But he makes his way down, and uh, that's a good visual, isn't it? He's got the uh, bucket in the air. He stands in it, and um, he even does his own intro from up there. It's a cool moment, and he starts the match by launching himself from that bucket. 
So uh, it's a really, really great moment. Um, these two fighting in the crowd. It's really, really cool. They're uh, fighting in the crowd. They're fighting at ringside. We've got loads of weapons. This is last man standing. I mean, I, I could not get enough images for this. This match goes like 20-odd minutes. And um, I could have just had 100 images from this match alone. There's uh, loads of guillotines, Superman punches, spears. There you can see Brock using a piece of the table on Roman. Um, there's loads of like eight counts. There's so much to this match. So much. As I said, I could have filled this whole video with just images from this match. It's incredible. What we get as well is we actually get Brock scooping up Roman, putting him in that bucket. Can I just say this moment? He scoops him up, puts him in the air. When he unloads him, he actually drops him probably from about the same height as the ropes, right? It doesn't look that great. Like the anticipation, this moment that everyone's got their cameras like, oh my God, Roman's in the bucket. By the time he drops him, it's like, it's really rubbish. It's really rubbish. <laughs> But the, this visual looks great. This wasn't rubbish. This wasn't rubbish. This is one of the greatest things I've ever seen. This is absolutely mind-blowing. This is, this is something that I think we've wanted to see for a long time. I always remember Braun Strowman talking about how there was talk about them. Like him coming down and flipping the ring. Do you remember when he was flipping things over? He said there'd been talk about him coming down and flipping the ring. So the idea of the ring, we've seen it in the ring collapse. But the idea of the ring being lifted and flipped is something that's been discussed. I, I don't think this is Triple H. I, this must have been in the works for a long time. From a health and safety point of view, this is a nightmare. So this must have been, there must have been a lot of work that went into this. A lot of clearance, a lot of planning. I don't, I don't think that this, I think, I don't think they would have done this if it was Randy Roman. But I think once they knew it was Brock Roman and they were going to have to sell that match again, I think that's maybe, you know, around that time. So I, I don't know how much we can give credit to Triple H on this, but it's amazing and it gets better. I mean, look at that for a visual. Look at the height that the ring actually gets to. It's proper mangled, proper lifted up in the air. It is an absolutely incredible image. That is that is an image that can define this era. That is an image that just burns into your brain. Like, you can see Mankind thrown off the top of Hell in a Cell. You can see Hogan and Andre face to face. You can see Brock on a tractor with the ring being lifted in the flipping air. It is iconic. It is so cool. That will be the thumbnail for this video. <laughs> right? Because it is just one of the all-time iconic images. From whatever angle you want to look at it, it's incredible. Usos come down, they attack, right? So uh, Brock still can't get the uh, victory after all of this. Uh, the Usos come down, they attack. He deals with them. He also deals with Paul Heyman. I love this. Paul Heyman goes up to him. He's like, just take the belts. Just take the belts. At this point, we're about 19 minutes in out of 23. And uh, he's like, look, just leave my tribal chief alone. Leave my tribal chief alone. Here's the belts. Just have them. Brock's like, forget that. I'm going to win them. And he uh, F5s Paul Heyman through the commentary table. This gets to such a great point because you get Roman being dumped in the ring. You get the ring being lifted. And what a visual. You get the Usos attacking. You get Paul Heyman trying to deal with the situation. You get Austin Theory coming down. Theory comes charging down with his briefcase. Doesn't really get very far. Gets caught by Brock. F5'd. 
Oh, so good. All of this is so good. We're just layering, 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 layering. It's beautiful, right? Um, the thing is, though, this allows, uh, obviously, Roman to get back into it. And so uh, Roman delivers a spear. Um, he wallops Brock with the belt multiple times. No word of a lie, Brock must beat the 10 count about three times. And Michael Cole is going mental. He's, he's yelling to the ref, count faster. Count faster. Not because he wants Brock to lose, but he just can't believe the punishment that both guys have taken. And just out of sheer mercy, he's like, just end it. Just end it. Just end it. Count faster. Michael Cole is doing God work on commentary. He is so flipping good. So underrated. And um, Corey Graves as well doing great work. This, I mean, it's just, it's brilliant. It's brilliant. In the end, they have to do that. They have to literally pile everything on. We got the ring being lifted. We got Roman being uh, chucked in the ring. We got Theory coming down. We got the Usos getting involved. We got Paul Heyman being F5'd. It was just incredible. It's incredible. The question would be, is it a five-star match? And uh, visually, yes. Visually, it's a 10-star match. It's it's absolutely incredible. I do wonder, though, about the start of it, maybe. I mean, I think, I feel that by the time, maybe you could shave five minutes off it. Maybe you could shave five minutes off. Maybe there's a few moments where, you know, they're throwing a load of stuff at each other and uh, they're um, staying down and not getting... I, I mean, look, I've scored it 4.75. I think this is around 4.5, 4.75. There's maybe just a little bit at the start. Maybe it drags a little bit. Maybe it's the fact that you have to wait so long for the 10 count that it actually takes a bit of the drama away because you're just waiting. And, you know, those early ones, you know they're getting up. You know they're getting up. So you're like, okay, right, yeah. So then, like, you got the ref count and you know he's going to get up. So, I don't know. Maybe it's just little things like that, but... Matt, if someone said this is five stars, I wouldn't argue with you. I wouldn't argue. This has got some of the most iconic, impressive imagery I have ever seen. You'd get no argument from me. I'm, I am I always just think you know when it's five stars. And for me, I would uh, oh, I'd say it was 4.75. I'd say it was 4.75, but it's so, it's so good. And uh, Roman ends standing tall. So Theory doesn't cash in, tries to doesn't so he's still got the briefcase roman has still got the belts in fact predictions wise we did really well on this show we did really well i said there wouldn't be bray there wasn't bray i said that roman would leave with the belts he's leaving with the belts i said that theory would try to cash in and someone would stop him i thought it would be like maybe solo sokoa usos it actually turned out to be brock it turned out to be brock and so uh he's still got the briefcase though so he's still got the briefcase I think we got Bianca correct. We said that Liv would leave with the title. Like, we, everything major that went down here, we pretty much called. Did not call Dakota Kai. Did not call Io Shirai. Bailey coming back, I think, was one of those, yeah, it could happen kind of a thing. Ba Bailey, Charlotte, did wonder if we was going to see one, maybe both. So, um, yeah, there was definitely things that surprised me. I didn't call the ring being flipping picked up. I can tell you that much. So, uh, yeah, I'm, got, I'm not sitting here saying, called it. But uh, we got we got a lot of the big stuff correct, which uh, I'm sure many of you did as well. So, in regards to the show, um, final thoughts. For me, uh, I think the short matches are not a massive problem um, because I like the fact there's a nice mixture. That's not an issue for me. Um, not a fan of Corbin against Pat. 
not a fan of the finish of Judgment Day. Um, don't know about the finish of Ronda and Liv, but I still think well, I would have done it a different way. But I'm very interested to know how Liv in particular is going to react to this. Love the Bailey stuff. The ring stuff at the end is insane. Um, yeah, I mean, look, I think the uh, tag match uh, against Uso Street Profits, we've seen better at Money in the Bank. I think Bianca Becky, we saw better at WrestleMania. So I sort of feel here that it is, I mean, look, you were not cheated. If you watched this, you really, I'm sure you enjoyed it because it's, it's. I mean, I've put SummerSlam Spectacular because Spectacular is absolutely the word I would use. I'm going to give this an 8.5, 8.5. I, I think that this is just exhilarating. It's exciting. It's got a bit of summit for everyone. It's got iconic imagery. It's got a wonderful pace. The pacing of it is so good. So good. Surprises with Bailey and Dakota and EO. And what does that mean? What does the, the live thing mean? Um, what's going to happen with the Street Profits? Like, it's actually set up tons of questions. Tons of questions. I mean, Raw is going to be insane. So, yeah, loved it. Really enjoyed it. I hope you did as well. Give me all of your thoughts. Don't leave any of them behind down in the comments below. Leave a like if you enjoyed this video. And uh, hopefully I will see you again next time. Thanks for watching and bye for now.